Hey friends, this is Karen Weiss, your host of the Waterworks Ministries podcast. Just a couple quick announcements for you before we dive into my conversation with Missy. We have a, a workshop coming up on September 28th at McVeigh Town UMC. You can register now on our website, www.waterworksministries.org. And you can go to the store and donate tab up at the top and the first thing you should see is the dangerous art of doing nothing lessons in prayer so this workshop is from 9 to 12 on saturday september 28th and we are going to be talking about different ways to listen to god and hear what god might be saying to us we spend a lot of time talking at god but not as much time listening and so we're going to talk about different ways to hear, because that can be a stumbling block for discernment, which is what we are talking about in this episode as well. Also, we have spots available for both spiritual direction and coaching beginning in September. And so we are having those appointments on Wednesday afternoons and Thursdays. We've got time available for you if you've been on the fence, whether or not to try spiritual direction or coaching, now is the time. So, you know, send us an email or contact us through our website, or you can even schedule your first appointment with us online, which is super exciting. So go to our website, www.waterworksministries.org, or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Waterworks Ministries. Enjoy our conversation of part three, discernment and letting go. Hey people, welcome back to the Waterworks Podcast. This is Karen Weiss. I am your host along with Missy Spoonover. Hello, cyber people. So today we are going to be talking about letting go and how we can unfortunately or fortunately hold on to things that maybe should have been put down a while ago. Uh, <laughs> easier said than done. Yes, easier said than done. So, and this is part of... I guess this would be podcast number three on discernment and but really badass joy enthusiasts they work on letting things go and can identify I'll say relatively quickly when when something is done and the season is over I, I think something that happens for those of us that are badass joy enthusiasts it's it's not an immediate awareness oh, no, that it's time to all. let things go. And, and we've talked about that in the other podcast. And like I've said before, I think we could do a whole season just on discernment. But I don't know that anyone would be interested <laughs> besides us. Um, but, but one of the problems is as you strengthen this muscle, the discernment muscle, you do recognize much more quickly when you're holding on to something that needs to be let go. But that doesn't mean that the letting go happens any faster. Yeah, you're just aware that this is something that is probably not yeah in the path for me, but the letting go is the hard part. Yeah, and so there's there's working through the letting go, and there's knowing that you need to let go. So like the knowing is the first part, and then the working through it. You know that could take six months, it could take a year, it could take a decade, um, but as I think as long as you're journeying towards your own uh, freedom, then that's all we can ask for in Just, terms of who we are. Yeah. And, and to trust and, the process, because yeah. it is a process, and don't compare your process. 
mm-hmm. with anyone mm-hmm. else's. The process may be the same, but the timing could be different. Yeah. So Missy and I are going to talk about uh, a home-based business that uh, we both had, actually. Uh, and how we thought that it was going to be a forever something. And it was it was not a forever something. So would you like to... Well, you know, and, and first of all, just a disclaimer, because, you know, Karen and I know how important this issue is because we, we've lived it, we continue mm-hmm. to live it, and we will live it moving into the future. But when you stop and think about those big those big markers in your journey and those big things that you've held on to too long. As we were talking about what we would share, um, you know, we really were struggling with coming up with examples to share with you about those things because one of the sad but true results of, of one of us or of you holding on to something too long is oftentimes innocent people can be hurt in the process. So if you're ever in a position of holding on to something because you think you need to hold on to it, just stop for a second and consider, could my holding on to this be hurtful or harmful, even if they don't recognize Mm -hmm. it, to somebody else's journey? So that's one of the reasons why we chose this example to use, because in this example, Truly, at the end of the day, the only people that were miserable were our families <laughs> because they had to live with us while we were going through this, yeah. this journey. But we were not serving in leadership roles or in a, a workplace environment where mm-hmm. other people were, were hurt we're by... privy to that, yeah. Right. So, so that's just a, a, a disclaimer. Just, you know, sometimes you can hold on for all the right reasons for you. But it could be hurtful to other people. So, yes. So, Karen and I both were involved with um, our own businesses. And, um, wow, gosh, I don't even know where to start. It was amazing. It was positive. It was life-giving. It was a ministry for me in a lot of ways. Um, I was really able to see the Lord at work in a lot of what I did. And uh, it's not to say that it was easy. It was not easy. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of tears and a lot of um, creative time management. But I always felt that the Lord was was pushing me and guiding me and directing me. Because you had like a zero to 10-year-old during this time. I did. Um, our son was uh, hmm, not even a year old when I started. And he was, yeah, he was about 10 when I finally learned the lesson because I hadn't learned the lesson. And during that time, I had some rocky patches in my business where I had to, you know, I come from a part of the country that says, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstrap. And I did that. I was able to turn things around and build seemingly something out of nothing Um, and was extremely successful to the point that I was invited to speak at national conferences and regional workshops. And I hope that you're hearing what I'm saying. I, 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 I strayed away from what God was leading me to do. And being the personality type that I am, I ate that up like Mm -hmm. sugar. And, um, And then as time went on, 
and and understand I was on my on my faith walk parallel with building my business. Yeah. So all these things were happening while I was discovering who God had created me to be. And when when I started reaching that point where I was starting to get these um, signals that the time had passed for that business and it had served its purpose and it mm -hmm. had served me well, I couldn't see it. Karen mm -hmm. could see it. Because I had had to go through the leaving process like a year before. Because um, yeah. God was very distinctly, as we talked about in the last episode, leading me back to seminary, even though I tried to run for a few months. Um, I, you know, I applied and got in and then started. And so I knew that I would not be able to work a full-time job, go to seminary part-time, and have this other part-time thing happening. Right. Um, so... So there was a lot at work um, and I basically waved the white flag at one point because I knew how tired I was and I just, I couldn't do it. So I was like, you know what, I'm, something has to give and it's this. Exactly. And I was so able to see that and encourage you in that. <laughs> you were. <laughs> and see it in you, but I couldn't see, you know, I couldn't see yeah. the plank in my eye for the splinter in yours. Well, and we a were, famous uh, wise person once yeah. said. <laughs> but we were in we very, were in different. We were in very different places. Yeah. Very different places. And Both in our, our home-based business and in life. Right. Um, you know, my home-based business was a significant part of our family income. Significant. Yeah. And I didn't want to fail. And I did, you know, again, I, I, I. So it was easy to see where Karen was and that it was the right choice for her. But then fast forward a year later when I was going through um, similar, similar but not the same experiences that Karen had gone through where it was like, okay, this is something that you need to let go of so that I can give you other things that are mm -hmm. much more meaningful and, and where you are now. I couldn't see it because I had become so wrapped up in holding on. It had become a part of my identity. Mm -hmm. I remember having conversations with Karen about, well, if I give up this business, who am I? That's what people know about me. That's, you know, that's what my son has seen. That's what, so I had allowed this thing that I truly felt that I had discerned correctly to mm -hmm. work towards yeah. that it was going to be forever. And I allowed that to cloud mm -hmm. my vision and my ability to see really truth in anything because it all came back to that. Well, well, what can I do? So what happened to me, and I'm not saying this will always happen, but this was my experience. And I've had other things that I've held on to way too mm -hmm. long and the Lord has not chosen to act in this way because you know, our God is a good God, and He is such a good Father, and sometimes good fathers have to discipline their children when we are kicking and screaming and being stubborn and not listening. So in this experience, it reached a point, because I remember saying to Karen, and we were talking about it earlier, where I said, I have turned things around before, by golly, I'm going to turn them around again. I know what to do. Mm -hmm. 
And if you've ever been in a situation where you have done everything the right way and it blows up in flaming wreckage, mm-hmm. that's a huge blow to, to go through. And that's where I was. And it wasn't until many months later, you would think when the bombs started blowing up, not not literally, but figuratively, no matter what I did, it did not produce yeah. positive results. This it would actually went produce negative, negative results. results. Like, seriously. It was crazy. It almost got to be a joke. Like, seriously, yeah. this is what I did, and this is what happened? I could write a book on, you know, the strange things that can happen when you're building your own business or having your own business fall apart. I didn't see the correlation between me hanging on even when all that was happening. And and I had Karen right there beside me saying, look at this, look at this. When are you going to let go? And I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So because of my own sinfulness, because of my own stubbornness, Let's call it my pride. Mm-hmm. The sin of pride was controlling my existence at that point. I was miserable. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating well. I was cranky. Um, yeah, you were. You were I was very cranky. cranky. <laughs> um, like I said, our families suffered the brunt of of this yeah. time. Everything I did turned on me. Like the picture that I'm getting in my head was that it turned to dust. It did. It just like, disintegrated. It disintegrated right in your hands. It did, no matter what I did. Yeah, no matter what you no touched, matter what no matter what I touched. tried. And so then my brain shifted. And again, it, it, this is an example, but it can really apply because I've gone through it with other things that I've held onto too tightly. I then started looking at it like, oh, but the relationships, if I let this go, it's going to disappoint these people or this relationship's going to change. And what I then understood was relationships aren't based upon an outcome from a business. And if they are, then they're not really relationships to start. It's a business transaction. So I slowly started to let go of things. And I finally, like not to make this a three-day podcast, but I finally said, enough, I'm done. And I made the phone call to the corporate uh, person and said, I'm done, I'm resigning my position, I'm taking these steps to um, remove myself. And do you remember that? It was like my phone was ringing for three days. All these people, when I had asked for help, Mm -hmm. they would give me like little trite answers. But when I made that decision, and I knew that God was saying to me, Missy, I'm closing that door because I have something better. Mm -hmm. I always have something better for you. And we're going to use the gifts that you have developed during this time. I'm going to use them in another way. When I made that step out in faith and knew that I was finally letting go because I was being my own roadblock to what the Mm -hmm. Lord intended for me, then all the helpers started coming in. Well, this is what we can do to help you and, and do this. And this is where we see you in our corporation. Don't get distracted because the enemy will use those things to keep you mm-hmm. stuck keep you tethered. Mm-hmm. and keep you stuck. And it was almost funny because I remember I called Karen the one night because the one corporate person um, lived in Las Vegas. So she called me late because it was still early, earlier mm-hmm. in the evening there. 
And it was almost like she was begging me, but I've known you for all these years and this is what I see for you. And for the first time in years, I could see through it. Mm -hmm. I am a means for her to achieve her ends as well. Yeah. And that's not a relationship. So I felt confident when I hung up that phone and I cut that tie. Now, I wish that I could say, once you let go of something that you've held onto too long, oh, the next day the birds were singing and the sun was shining. It's a process. It's a grieving process. You had a, a really hard next year. It was a year that was um, really hard. I had people who I thought were friends really like run the other way because if I wasn't that person for them, what I could do for them, then I had no value. Mm -hmm. I had other people who had kind of shied away from me all of a sudden reappear in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was a blessing. But I was then, after a year, I was able to look back and start to see those ways that God was there. He was encouraging me. He was keeping me sane, even though I didn't mm -hmm. realize it, even in spite of holding on. Because he kept, I just kept saying, and I looked back through my journals and journaling again, we talk about it all the time, really helpful. Because um, you can go back and be like, oh, <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. <laughs> huh? That's kind of prophetic. Yes, I wrote it then for today to read it, but I was able to go back and see, and it was almost like those old commercials, those V8 commercials, yeah. and I said to Karen, I held on for at least six months longer than what I should have, because I knew, there, there came a day when I knew mm -hmm. this is what needs to be done, but then my pride wouldn't let me do it. So my, my whole outlook on life changed during that season mm -hmm. what's really important but more so why what's the motivation for me that's been a big driver for me and Karen knows that what's my motive for holding on to something and 99% of the time if I'm holding on to something and I'm discerning and I keep hitting that block and asking the question before the question and see we do actually mm -hmm. do all these things that we've talked about it is our process um, 99% of the time, I'm holding on to something. I have an attachment to something that has nothing to do with God's plan for me. Yeah. 99% of the mm -hmm. time for me. For me, a lot of the, the time, it's my ego. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that shows up as pride or or being right or however, however it comes forward, a lot of times it's about being right yeah. <laughs> and being, being very rigid about what that looks like. But... Yeah, 99% of the time it's about my ego. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, sometimes we can have attachments that are good attachments. And for me, when it's a, an attachment that I don't have any motivation, like I go through it, I pray about it, I really meditate on it. I, fasting is very big for me. You remember the episode about fasting that we talked about? You know, that's a very important piece of my, of my process. And I just keep coming back to it like, no, I can't let this go. Mm. That is a signal that, that God is encouraging you and he's inviting you to explore this other thing. So so for me and for Karen, I think it, it sometimes is a tightrope that we walk. Yeah. And that's where we have to be able to listen to that. Listen to that voice because um, the Lord will speak to you in whatever way. It could be through mm -hmm. a reading or through a song 
or through a friend or through a complete stranger saying mm-hmm. something random to you that makes you stop and say, okay, this is the 99% of me trying to hold on versus this is the Lord trying to get my attention. And for me, when it's that 1% and I'm holding mm-hmm. on to something, but I don't really like it, I don't really like it. And I don't want to do it because it's something new or it's something different mm-hmm. or it's not something, and here's a surprise, something that I came up with. <laughs> oh, this wasn't my idea. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And I mean, come on, guys, that's scriptural. That's scriptural. Look at the people in scripture. None of them came running joyfully, enthusiastically about the new thing that the Lord was asking them to do. No. Really. I mean, so, so I, I think for me, that takes me out of it because mm-hmm. what did I try to do in my business? I was going to turn it around. I was going to do these things. And when it's the Lord leading me to an attachment that he wants me to be attached to, like the dog with the bone, like, no, Missy, this is this is something that I'm giving to you. I trust you. This is what I want you to do with it. It is always for me something that I don't have any experience with. I don't have education. I don't have the mm-hmm. I have to rely solely on him to equip me. That's just been my my journey. But I tell you, letting go of attachments, it can be as easy as you recognize it in the morning and you're able to let it go at night on some things. Or for me, for this really big thing, it took me over a year. Mm-hmm. And I worked on it like every day. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I wanted to take that step and make that phone call to corporate and I didn't because I was afraid mm-hmm. of what was going to happen. Well, here we are, you know, seven years later, yeah. and there's not one part of me that misses any part of that old life, mm-hmm. really. And that's kind of, you know, some people might think, well, that's sad because that was my life for all those years. I have really great memories, and, you know, and I do have friends that I'm still friends with that I would have never met otherwise. But for the most part, that was not God's call in my life. For the long term. Yeah. It was for that time, mm-hmm. but not for the long term. So, you know, when God says, I can do a new thing in you, he means it. Yeah, there's there's lots of truth in that. Ecclesiastes is coming to mind. You know, there's a season along with, was it the birds? The birds. the birds. Turn, turn, turn. Turn, turn. <laughs> yeah. So, some people, like you were saying, with jobs, they are called to it forever, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Or even what keeps coming to mind is we had someone, and I don't know who it was, tell us that if we were not willing to move on from something, we were stopping someone else's <gasps> journey. Yes, I remember that now. Um, I don't remember who told us that. And that was... That was very startling to both of us. Um, and we realized we were inhibiting other people's journeys with God. Yes. And that oh, that to it? us made, it was like, oh my gosh, we're, we are warting someone else's journey with God. Like that was, oh, it was, that was it, the worst thing that it was the worst you could thing tell us. Because we did not want to do that. We thought we were doing the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And someone's like, no, if you if you keep doing this because you think that, you mm-hmm. know, if you don't do it, who else will? Yeah. 
I forget who said that now, but it was like that whole notion of how selfish can you be yeah. to continue to hold on to this when someone else is being called to it. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a stinger. That was. That was a super stinger. Isn't it interesting that I can't remember who said it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, and that's the thing. God will use other people to say those things to us or to mm-hmm. you to make the impact to make sure so always be listening yeah because he can send his truth in lots of different ways yeah and so you know whether you you know are volunteering with an organization or through your church or something like that i i've heard people you know talk about how oh well you know this is no one else is stepping up and and I probably jump to this a bit too quickly for most people, but my thought is, well, if no one's stepping up, then maybe it needs to burn right, or die. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe that's God, yeah. you know, cutting the roots off of it. Yeah. Um, because if you're the only person willing to do something and you hate doing it, yeah. then you're just keeping it There's no limping along for what, again, what's your motivation? Yeah. Are you doing it because you really feel the Lord's calling you to it? Because if he's calling you to it, you're keep go- going. Keep going. It'll turn into something. But, you know, in, in a group that I participate in, there there was a discussion in one of the small groups one day. This was a couple of years ago. And all of these um, older matriarch folks in the group were talking about how sad they were, that they were the only people in their churches willing to do this, 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 and this. And yeah. these young people just weren't willing to step up. And one of the younger ladies in the group said, well, you know, as a younger person, I just went through this. I wanted to do hospitality at my church. And the same group of ladies had done it for like 40 years. <laughs> and she was intimidated yeah. to go and say, I would like to help because they weren't doing it on purpose, but they made it very unapproachable for her yeah. because they had always done it. And when she finally just said, no, I really feel that she did the online, you know, spiritual gift survey oh, nice. and all of those things. So of course, then lovely. she was like, oh, I have the gift of hospitality. I need to use it. Yeah. Um, she went to them and lo and behold, they were miserable. Yeah. And that they was, didn't want to do they it. They didn't want to do it anymore, but well, no one wants to do it. And at her small, it was a small church out in the valley. Over the course of a couple of months, like four or five other younger people came alongside her mm. and it's a whole new group. So those older ladies who had done it forever were happy because someone else was doing it and she was able to use her gifts. And that just really spoke to me. And the, the ladies in that room, you could see mm. the conviction written all over their face. Like, Oh my gosh, am I doing that to younger yeah. people in my congregation? So yeah, sometimes you don't have to be old to have that happen. No, you don't. I have it happen. I yeah. have it happen to me. If, Oh, and how many times have we heard when we're talking with people, well, I don't know why I'm not, you know, happy doing this, and I don't know why I feel like I should walk away, because it's such a good thing that I'm doing. I'm doing it for the church. I'm doing it for the Lord. Well, there, you know, the Lord does not, there, there is a good part of that, but also the Lord does not call us to be, you know, foot soldiers being miserable doing things he's gifted us all differently so find out what you like find out what you're good at find out what you're not good at and try that too yeah and then give glory to god 
for all that. So it's it's just it's fascinating. But that's a whole other use of spiritual yeah. gifts, and that's a whole other that could be a whole other series. <laughs> yeah, a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's something really important to knowing when to let go, and then being able to work through the process, and hopefully. Um, this podcast, it is shorter than our normal time, but there's a lot here that it, there's probably urging you, hopefully, to unpack things that you might be doing, you know, that, that you don't feel joy in, that God's inviting you to, to step away from or change the way that you're involved. And so we hope that this has given you, if not courage, at least some commiseration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be like, you know what? Yeah, there's other people that that are going through this, and um, I think. And it's and not can, easy. No, it's not easy. And you and I continue to go through oh. this. We just there, you know. Sometimes examples are too specific. <laughs> that that was our struggle of an example because they were too specific, and yeah. we don't want anyone to feel to feel like we're you know, bashing them or whatever. And it, it's no. not that. It, it's no. really about, you know, how is God calling me? But we, we wanted to make sure that... We wanted to protect the innocent. We did want to protect the <laughs> because innocent. Because most of the people that would be um, startled to hear our perspective of situations, they were 100% innocent Yeah. in it. And maybe wouldn't even remember the instances. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. So, and that's probably how it is for you as well. You know, certain things you remember, certain things you don't. And and we move forward. So, exactly. so this is our, well, this is our third and final episode in season three on discernment. We will be coming back in a couple weeks with some more content for you. There's um, many more facets of being a badass joy yeah. enthusiast. So we will... <laughs> I'm sure we'll. Be, I'm. Sh I, I hope Karen invites me back because there's lots of other parts of this. That, yeah. That we explore. Yeah. So, grace and peace to everyone, and have a blessed rest of your beautiful day.